waxwork, she's the sight for me. A waxwork, she never bores me. Stories, poetry, got those creative projects just for me. I never wanted any other mother loving website. Don't ever format to drive that keeps my baby alive. I love her so. Waxwork, men want to date her. Waxwork, other sides hate her. She looks so divine. You never seen such sexy web design. I never wanted any other mother loving website. Don't ever thought to drive that keeps my baby alive. I love her so. Hey everybody, uh, Jordan D. White here. Um, I am here playing the ukulele live for you, which is why I'm a little distracted and I'm a little hesitant with what I say because I'm trying to play while I talk, which is not something I do very often. Very often. Um, but I'm here to introduce the episode that you're about to hear. Um, a long time ago, I said that the next episode was going to be a very special episode, and in a sense it is, but it is not the special episode that it was going to be. Uh, instead, uh, it's going to be uh, an episode where I'm talking to Frank and Rory and Scapey. Now, I know that probably doesn't sound like a special episode, but uh, it is, because it's a special episode in the sense that it's not going to have any serials. It's just going to be us talking, um, which is like basically the first episode of the new format. So um, that sounds exciting. But you're probably wondering what was going to be that special episode. Well, um, I'll tell you. I had a really awesome special thing planned. And I still do have a really awesome special thing planned. It's just not planned for right now. But I'll tell you what, I will tell you what it is, because I know you're wondering what it is. What it is, is, um, remember all those radio serials that used to be on every episode of this show? Well, I've written epilogues for them. Uh, well, I've written epilogues for three of them, and one uh, I just wrote another episode of. We'll see how that works out. Uh, I'm in the process of recording those things. It's very special, because uh, I have to get all of the old actors, and I don't mean they're old, I mean they're not old, but I mean all of the, the former actors from the shows to record parts for it again. And some of them I see on a regular basis, and some of, I, some of them I don't. Uh, in addition, some of them don't do any voice acting anymore. And, and in the old days, we used to get a bunch of people together in a little studio, and we'd all record at once. Now I, I do not have that capability. I, have this, uh, I only have this home studio, which is really just like a microphone. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot more difficult. I'm going to have to have some people record stuff and then send it in. However, I have started recording. I, I will let you know that I have begun recording. Uh, I've recorded uh, Miss Guinevere Eckert, who uh, lives off in Pennsylvania and who does not have any recording capabilities on her own. She came all the way out here to New York City and stayed with us and recorded some stuff. That was really fun. Um, I recorded uh, Mr. Nick Roach. I recorded Miss Ava Rosenblatt. I recorded um, you know a couple people, and I have plans to record other people. So, but I need to get I need to get hustling on that because I know all of you out there who are big fans of, for example, like Daughter, and for those of you who are fans of um, Decker and Hayes, you know you're going to have new stuff. I mean, Decker and Hayes. I got to tell you, how exciting is that? Decker and Hayes ended years ago, many years ago now. That's the one that ended earliest of all of them, and yet here we are. We're going to have a new installment of Decker and Hayes. That's I mean, that's going to be really awesome. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know about that. Um, now, uh, let me uh, grab my ukulele again and uh, play in all of our special guests. Mr. Frank Allen is right here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's good to be back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that, Jordan. Thank you. So, Frank, uh, it's good to good to hear from you. It's been ages since the podcast came out. Actually, let me let me look really quick and see when the last episode of the podcast went up, just so I can uh, chastise myself properly. Yeah, because I, you know I've been available and I've been waiting to do another podcast. I know. Look, I know. The last one went up on uh, July fifth. Oh, 
That was a long time ago. So was that two two full months ago? Yes, it was. Yes, it was two full months ago. And um, basically, I mean, today's the um, today's the sixth. So it's a, two months and two days. One day. Two months and one day. Yeah, one one day. Um. All right. Well, you know, good. I'm glad you're finally getting off your butt and doing some more work. Uh, okay, okay, thank you. I didn't bring you out here so I could um so I could get berated by you. No, you brought me out here to talk to me about what I've been doing with my life. Yes, I have. Thank you very much for bringing that up. Um, so Frank, um, last time we heard from you, you uh had uh gotten a job offer. If I remember correctly, it was with uh oh gosh, what was the name of the company? Exposed was the name of the company. Exposed. Right, exposed. Right, 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 right. right. I gotta say, you're not a very good interviewer. You're not. You don't have any notes. Um, no, I mean, no, it, I'm not a professional. I'm, we're, this is a chat show. It's not an interview show. I, and it's not even really a show. It's a podcast. We're just, we, we come on and we, we, we shoot this, the, the, the stuff, if you know what I mean. Were, were you about to swear on your podcast? I mean, you can do that, you know. Yeah, but I don't want, I don't want to. Okay, look, forget it, Frank. Exposed. Uh, you had a thing called Curious About Serial Killers. How is it going? Oh, it's going great. Uh, we've, we've made a, a number of episodes of it. Um, some of it has gone up on the internet already, uh, although I'm sure you can find that for yourself. Uh, and uh, it's it's been it's been a really exciting time. I, I get to produce my own segments. I get to to do my own segments. Uh, it's it's just I got to tell you, it's it's one of the coolest things I've ever uh, worked on in my life. Almost as cool as when I was the head of a of a uh, billion dollar company. But I mean, it's up there. It's it's up right. There. I mean, because obviously, billion dollar company is a little more no, that's a little better. That's yeah, that's what I figured. So, um, well, I mean, what's the operation like? Is it just you? You said you produce your own segments. Does that mean like they don't have anybody to work with you or for you? Or no, no, no. I have people working with me. Uh, all, all sorts of people. I just uh, I I am the the producer uh, the of the segments. Meaning, I you know I have a, a say in it. I mean, I'm not the, I'm not the executive producer of the whole exposed, you know, uh, line, but I am the, uh, the producer of my segments. I turn them into somebody they take a look at them. They give me a couple of notes and I fix it up a little bit, but you know, it, it's, it's been, I've been working on uh, stuff about serial killers, as we said, and I've learned so much in the past two months, uh, about, well, about a lot of things about serial killers, about how to produce segments, about what a segment is, about what you shouldn't do in segments. Um, some of it from experience, some of it from being told, but I mean, more often from experience because you do things, you try things, you know, and, and you learn all the time. You learn. So you've been trying things and then getting in trouble for them. Is that what you're kind of implying dancing around? No, I, no, I wouldn't say I got in trouble because again, I'm an autonomous part of the company in the, I mean, in the sense that I produce my own segment. So you've said, but then you said you turn them into someone, you get notes. I do. I do. And sometimes the notes are the, always, the notes are helpful. Always. Well, good. What's the name of your boss? Todd Roper. He's a great guy. Knows a lot about uh, production, you know, all the things, all the things that I need to know about. He knows a lot about that stuff, and that's really, really pretty terrific. He's taught me so much. Todd Roper. Okay, well, we should have him on the podcast sometime. Well, I mean, no, I wouldn't say that that's a good idea because, uh, you know, he's a busy guy. He's he's in a different kind of world. He's not going to come do a free podcast. I mean, we're not going to be advertising. We're not a big enough podcast. We, meaning you, are not a big enough podcast that it would be worth his time to come on and and advertise. Uh, you know, I'm sure that we, as exposed, have many, many, many more viewers than than uh, than you have listeners. Well, thanks for that. Uh, so, you do you advertise our podcast on Exposed? No, no, of course not. I, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. That would be advertising a small time thing on a big time thing. That's I mean, that's not done. I. Besides, what's in it for me? This is this show is just us chatting now. It's not. I don't have a segment on it. So why would I bother? Great. You know, you are. You are a piece of work, Frank Allen. I don't mean that as an insult. Look, I'm I'm just saying, like, I don't need to go on and say, hey, if you like my investigative reporting, you might like hearing me just shoot the breeze with some guy who knows nothing about anything that we're talking about and is pretty much irrelevant to your interest. Oh, that's a good description of the show. That's a very good description. You know what? Let's, okay, Frank, move over. 
because we are bringing on our next guest. I don't know why you're getting all uptight about this. Because you are in... Okay. Uh, here we go. Here's Mr. Rory Sinjin. So, uh... Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you very much, Gordon, for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Rory. It's my pleasure. So, please, uh, Rory, last time we talked to you, you were uh, you were still working on the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. Now it's September. It's the uh, the fall term is beginning. So, how is everything working out? Uh, have you begun classes yet? Or no, no, uh, no. Classes have not yet begun. Uh, they actually begin tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow being. 7th of September, uh, today being an American holiday, so we do we do honor the American holiday, of course. Well, I mean, of course you do. You're an American institution. Ah, well, um, as it turns out, uh, not as much as uh, as we originally thought. What What do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, um, what happened was we, 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 we put in for accreditation uh, with the United States government and... Unfortunately, we were denied. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why, uh, because you know, obviously, the Brooklyn Institute had no troubles, uh, but the Queens Institute, for some reason, at any rate, look, it, it's not an issue. So, I mean, wait. When you mean it's not, an, if you're starting classes tomorrow, how are you? You're not an accredited university. Well, I mean, we would be a college anyway, not a university, because we are very specialized. But uh, no, we're not. We're not an accredited uh, school of higher learning because. Look, I don't want to get into what reasons were given by the American government. Obviously, they were flawed. So, um, what I what I've done though is not a problem. Is that I um, applied uh, to be recognised by the British government, and of course, um, you know, with some finagling, we we uh, we, we did get recognised, and so we are we are here in America uh, as an uh, as a branch of the the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies, which is actually uh, named named such after the Queen of England. Wait, well, no, you you named it. It was named after the fact that it's in the borough Queens in New York. No, ah, uh, no, actually, that's a misunderstanding. Uh, that's a common misconception that we have because we have a a branch in Queens. No, it's not a common misconception because we when. When you originally started the Queen's Institute, it was because it was in Queens, and we said, oh, it sounds like it's a British thing, and you were like, no, it's not a British thing. Well, look, it is a British thing. Okay, it is. Um, the, the home offices of the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies is, is in England. So who's running the, the department in England? Because you obviously are here. Well, it's, I mean, we don't have any, we don't have any students in Britain. Uh, we have, a, there's an apartment, and, uh, that is where our license is held, and that's where our, most important formal mail goes to, but of course I have it forwarded to me here, so I, I can I can read it. But um, you know, it is again, it is granted a license by the Queen, so therefore it is the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. This is the American branch. This is a really big about face for you. This, I mean, you because you insisted that it wasn't about the Queen of England. Look, it is about the Queen of England. So that's what it is. She's recognised my good work in extra history, and she's granted me the ability to open up my institute. Formally, two students. So I don't see what the problem is. It's the Queen's Institute with an apostrophe. There is an apostrophe now in it. Uh, all right, because there wasn't. I mean, I know there was no apostrophe. Well, there's an apostrophe now. All right. Things sometimes things happen, and there are apostrophes added to things when you weren't expecting an apostrophe. But now there is an apostrophe. You can take a look at the name Q U E E N apostrophe S, and everyone knows what that means. It's a possessive belonging to the Queen. Although technically, it does not physically belong to the Queen. I am actually, you know, still the owner an operator of the Queen's Institute, but it is granted with the Queen's permission, the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. Yes, that is how it is, all right? Do you have a problem with that? Well, no, I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying that's a really big change from where you were before. So I mean was it was this a difficult thing to obtain? No, it was really not a problem at all. Ha! Huh, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, Frank, did you do you want to say something? Yeah, I mean he's lying. Uh, I I you might recall uh that I uh 
I currently live with uh, with Rory at his apartment. Uh, and he is... Frank, I didn't see how it's any of your business to say this on the air. You know, say, I'm, ju- I'm just telling it like it is. As a reporter, I report things. Yes, but this is not your business to report. Well, anything I see can be reported. That's not how a reporter works. I, did, I don't believe you understand reporters. I know what a reporter is. Uh, guys, guys, but Frank, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? Uh, please. Rory, just give him a sec. Frank, please. I was going to say that when, when he found out he was not accredited, I mean, he, he absolutely lost his mind. And he, uh, you know, he was scrambling. He was really scrambling. He, he tried all sorts of things. And, and he was rejected multiple times by the Queen's people. So he was not going to be able to do that. It was only through the grace of his stepfather that he was able to be able to make this connection and have the Queen's Institute. That's not true. That is not true. I, I got the grant on my own merits. Well, I mean, your merits were involved, but so was your stepfather. Um, yeah, step. I just want to clarify for the listeners. Uh, so, you know, um, I, you know, I, 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 am I doing a bad job of introducing my guests? I, I think I might be. Okay, let me, let me pause for a moment. I'll pause the conversation just to make sure everybody, for the new listener, uh, knows who these people are. Uh, this gentleman here, Frank Allen, uh, he fancies himself a reporter, a, a interviewer. I, a, I don't f- I fancy my – I am. I have a job now. Well, okay, right. So technically he is a professional uh, media personality to some extent. Uh, and uh, this gentleman, Rory Sinjin, he's an extra historian. It's a field of study called extra history where instead of studying history as it happened, they study the history of other worlds. Um, mostly by just making it up. But as I've established, if, if we make something up, so you say, it's actually investigating something that does happen in another world because of the mathematic possibility that there's an infinite number of other worlds. Right, sure, 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 sure. And in addition, um, his stepfather is Thomas Edison. Uh, Thomas Edison time-traveled to the present and married uh, married Rory's mother, possibly out of spite. But it turned to love. So even if it was out of spite at first, it did turn to love. Sure, that's fair. So Thomas is what was able to help you get this this uh, ability to Yes, look. Oh, all right. I I was on the phone with my mother and I was I was revealing some of my disappointment that we were not able to be accredited by America and that I seemed to be getting the runaround from the British authorities. And yes, Thomas did seem to overhear and he said he could help out and shortly thereafter is when, you know, the grant was granted and and I was able to to call myself officially the Queen's, with an apostrophe, Institute for Extra Historical Studies, and I was accredited through the British government as having a branch in the United States. But look, I don't know for a fact that it was Thomas's doing. You know, just as, you, you know it's Thomas's doing. How else is that going to happen? They go from not giving you the time of day to giving you exactly what you want. You don't know for certain. It's all I'm saying is, we don't know for certain. Okay, look, if, if it's Thomas's doing, thank you, Thomas. I'm indebted to you. For all time. This is very important to me, and the Institute means obviously very much to me. But I don't see, I'm just saying, I don't know for certain. And if it is, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. You know, he's a powerful man, and obviously he cares about me, and he cares about my mother, and all of these things are good. So I don't see a problem, even if it is him. That's not what you said back at the house. Why are you bringing this? I don't, why, you know, this is, there's a difference between private life and public life. Do you know that? I'm, but I'm a reporter, so I don't recognize that. I'm just saying that when you were at the house and you found out that it seemed to be the Thomas's doing, you were very unhappy because you said, I wanted to make this happen on my own. Well, of course I wanted to make it happen on and, my own. And, and you were like, well, you know, now what am I going to have to owe him in return and yeah, I would, Because like I, you never know. Look, I, I, I don't have a problem being indebted to Thomas Edison. If this is the way it is, this is the way it is. You know, I, I'm just saying there's a difference between personal life and private life. I mean, pers- personal life and, and, and public life. And frankly, Frank, 
you are crossing that line. Well, that's what happens when you when you live with someone. Yes, that's what happens when you live with someone. That's what happens when you allow someone to live with you for little to no money. I gave you some money. No, Frank, you didn't. You allowed me to drink the milk that you bought. Which cost me money. But it's hardly the same thing. You are not paying any rent right now. Frank's not paying... Why is it... Frank, why aren't you paying rent? You have a job. Ah, uh, okay. Well, okay. That's, uh, that's an interesting story. <sighs> Exposed is, like I said, we've been putting some uh, stuff up online. But uh, that hasn't really been making it any money. I mean, that's, that's we're building a following, of course. Uh, but it's, it's just through free content. So uh, at this point, we haven't really ha had much of a revenue stream. I mean, isn't there advertising? I mean, I, I don't have advertising on my podcast because I'm pretty small time. But I'm imagining a, a bigger thing that you're saying would have advertising. Oh, I, of course. But we, it goes... To the overhead is where the advertising goes, um, which there is a considerable overhead for, for all this production that's being done. All right. Well, that's sensible. But what about the Fox News? I mean, when they're airing stuff on Fox News, I imagine that gets you some money. Yeah, it would. Uh, it would. The problem that we've had with that uh, is that whenever it's, it's really just bad luck. And whenever it has been scheduled that we are going to be airing our show on uh, Curious About Serial Killers on Fox News... Uh, there has been breaking news. And obviously, look, I am a news person. I, I understand breaking news takes precedence. If you're breaking a story, you gotta, you gotta run with that and you gotta, you know, bump off the, uh, the, the, the file footage about a serial killer, even if it, even if it is really insightful and giving in many ways new information, possible theories that I have come up with. But, so you so when they bump you, you don't get paid. Right, right. No, we don't. If we, I would be getting lots of money. It would be good. Um, but if I'm getting bumped, I don't get, I, I don't get, I don't get paid. Which in turn means that I don't get paid because I am allowing you to stay in my home for no, no money whatsoever. And therefore, I am paying for everything. I bought milk. Oh, wonder of wonders. So you bought milk, but who bought the cereal that the milk went in? Well, that was you. Right. It was me. Yes, wasn't it? And then I tried to pour myself a nice glass of milk, and someone gets all bent out of shape. I let you drink it. You could hardly have stopped me from drinking it, could you? Well, no, but I, I, I eventually said that you could. It was half gone. But I did... Okay, look. Are you going to nitpick over when I give you something? When... what At what point I've decided to give you a, a gift freely? That's a very interesting way of looking at it. Well, because I have a unique point of view, but that doesn't matter. The point is... I gave it to you. I said, you can. You know what? Fine, Rory. You can have that. Oh, and that's the tone of voice you used as well. I, what does it matter? What tone of voice? Okay, okay, guys. Just to get this straight, Rory has been allowing Frank to stay at his place with no money, exchanging hands. Uh, Frank bought some milk to contribute. No, that's my point. He did not buy milk to contribute. He bought milk for himself to drink and use in my cereal. Because you were out of milk. And I was, I was hungry. Yes, but my point is that you didn't buy it to contribute to the household. You bought it for yourself, and only after I had already begun drinking it did you eventually go, Oh, I suppose I will allow you to have some as well. When, when you had already had some of my milk previously, had you not? Well, I mean, yeah. Thank you. Then I rest my case. That's a pretty clear-cut case of, um... Selfishness. No, I would say it was a clear-cut case of poorness. I have, like I said, I haven't been getting the money. I've been doing lots of work, but I haven't been getting lots of uh, pay for that work. So, look, when I get money, I will give money. But you got to get money to give money. 
it's a, it's a saying that they say. No, no, Frank, they say you have to spend money to make money. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's good too, but I'm saying you also have to make money to spend money. That's pretty self-evident, don't you think? Well, I don't, I mean, you didn't seem to get it. No, I, I do get it, of course I well, get right, it. Right, 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 right. So, 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 Rory, okay, well, let, let me get back to Rory, because we were talking about the Queen's Institute. Belonging to the Queen, no, or no. with the blessing of the, the Queen. Yes, right, yes. So classes start tomorrow, and you've got a, a whole uh, incoming class of students and, and studiers of extra history, correct? Yes, absolutely correct. Um, we do. It's a, very, it's a very wonderful and diverse group of people at all different levels of extra history, from people new to the subject to people who have done, you know, fellowships in extra history at other locations. Uh, I have some people who were my research assistants back in Binghamton who are now working with me again. It's, it's, it's absolutely go going to be a really, really spectacularly good thing. Um, and let me say, uh, I, I did, as you requested, I did bring a This Day in History with me today and a Where Are They Now in History today. But um, I've been considering, as part of my advanced studies in the Queen's Institute, allowing some of my students to help with my Where Are They Now in History studies. So not, I didn't do that this time, but perhaps next time I will bring a, a, one of my students' looks at this day and where this day has gone in history. Well, that's an interesting idea. That's an interesting idea. That'll shake things up a little bit. That should be fun. I agree. I think it should be quite fun. All right. All right. So um, we have one more, of course, uh, guest host. When By guest host, I mean, you know, regular host. Um, but that is, of course, Mr. Scape White. Scapey, uh, how are things going with you? I hope you're doing well. Of course, I'm doing very well. Thank you, Dad. Good. That's excellent. That's excellent. Now, um, what has been going on with you? Uh, let's see. Nothing. Well, Dad, don't, I wouldn't say that. I would. I see you every day, and you just kind of lay around. Um, you jump up on tables. You knock things over. You tear at papers, if I have leave papers. Well, around. Dad, okay, that, those are all good things, but... I also have a very rich inner life that I, I feel is important. <laughs> That's good. Wow. Okay, good. Um, no, but I do. There, is, there has been news with cats recently, and by which I mean you and your sister. <laughs> do we have to talk about that? Well, it's relevant. I mean, she doesn't come on the show, but I figure we'll talk about it for a second. <sighs> yeah, uh, Boo uh, recently was unfortunately ill, and she had to go to the vet. She had uh, infections in her gums and her teeth, so she had to have most of her teeth pulled. Not all of them, but most of them pulled. Uh, she went to the vet. Now, that was unpleasant for her, I'm sure. She was quite scared. You escape will not go to the vet. No, of course not. I hate it. I think it would be the worst thing in the world. Well, but that's, I mean, it's not true. And they do, they help you. No, they are evil and they don't help me. Well, that's one way of looking at it. It's the wrong way. Dad. I, listen, I know things. What I'm saying is they they check you out and they make sure you're healthy. And if you're not, then they, then they help you. That's a ride. That's a total ride. What happens is they try to poke you. Sometimes in the butt. They only did that once. That was because you were a child and they were taking your temperature. That doesn't matter. They did it. And I didn't like it. And now I know that that's what happens there. And I freak out. That is true. You do freak out. Um, what happens is uh, when if we take him to the vet, he becomes like a feral creature and strikes out at anyone and anything in his vicinity. Rightly so, if you ask me. Well, nobody asked you, but you're wrong. I'm not wrong. You're wrong. It's fine. But at any rate, uh, so so uh, Boo went to the vet, and um, then for a while, uh, they were getting lots of moist food, because 
Boo needed to take medicine, so we would give her moist food. That was pretty good. I was pretty pleased about that. Well, we all know you're a moist food aficionado. I love it, if that's what you mean. That's what I mean. Well, okay then, yeah. But that's probably the most eventful thing that's happened in Scape's life in the last two months. Because this has been your summer break, right, Scape? Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, that's what you do on break. You relax. You chill out. But you've got to be starting soon, too, right? I mean, you're going to have more assignments for your, your rock school pretty soon, aren't you? I mean, you're starting your second year? Oh, yeah. Uh, I should start pretty soon. I don't know. I don't remember when it starts, but... I do, I do think that I would get assignments soon, maybe, if I'm lucky. What do you mean if you're lucky? Well, I, do, I don't know, but I've been, I've been doing lots of rock studies. I've been, like, listening to rock music and being like, let me think about the essence of the rock that just occurred. Like, is it super rocking, or is it, like, male rock, or what kind of rock is it? How does the rock rock? Like, what kind of rock... Does rocking do? You certainly said the word rock a lot just now. Yeah, that's part of the study. That's part of the study. Right. Uh, does that make sense, Roy? You run an institute of study. Is that how it works? Well, I mean, you know, I do use the word history quite a bit, if that's what you mean. See, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Rory. You've proven that point then. Speaking of which, um, why don't we get right to uh, your study? You did bring, as, as you said, this day in history uh, for today. Uh, what is it? Monday... September 6th. So why don't, we, why don't we listen to that really quick? Hello and welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory Sinjin. Way back on September 6th, 1901, President William McKinley is shot at the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo, New York. McKinley was greeting the crowd in the Temple of Music when Leon Shogosh, an anarchist, stepped forward and shot the president twice at point-blank range. All right, Biff, who do I hate? Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something about William McKinley, but what about him? You hate him? I hate McKinley! Yes! McKinley. Wait, 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 wait. Who's McKinley? McKinley is McKinley. Uh, yeah, I... you, you must be right. Okay. Yes. McKinley will reveal himself. Now, now give me my gun. Where did, where did we put it? Wait Good, a minute. What's a gun look like? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am, of course, President McKinley, President of the United States. I think this is my gun. I believe I'm pointing it at him. Do you remember how to aim? I don't know! Just try. I think that's a I'm... trigger. Bang! Oh. I ah, ah, shots! And to think I was only moments away from reminding Americans that mental exercise can help stave off Alzheimer's. The cursed, bitter irony. Biff, I die. that man. I'm going to go help him. What man? Who? Where? Who's that? Oh, look, my book of crossword puzzle. I haven't even seen it in ages. And I hope you all heard what William McKinley said. It was a very, very good moral telling you what he told you. I'm not going to say it again. I hope you were listening the first time. And hopefully you remember it. It was important. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Who are you and what are you doing here? My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Gas and Wax. And if you're like me, you're probably wondering what happened in another reality, a reality in which Leon Cholgosh had already known about mental exercises helping with Alzheimer's, and so therefore had done the mental exercises in his youth, and kept doing them through his adulthood, and so had done his best to stave off Alzheimer's for as long as humanly possible. Well, I'll tell you what would have happened. He wouldn't have killed President McKinley. Instead, he would have walked up to him and said, Hello, President McKinley, I present to you this gun as a symbolic gesture for the fact that you have spread knowledge and have metaphorically used a gun of knowledge to shoot and at the evil, evil thing, which is ignorance. And then McKinley would say, why don't we set up a little demonstration? And they found an evil, hideous beast in one of the other places in the Pan American Exposition. And they said, release that hideous beast, and I will shoot it with this gun as a representation of the way that we are killing ignorance. The, the creature is ignorance, and I am, you know, me, still, in this metaphor, said the president. And he shot the creature, but the shooting of the creature was really as though one was putting information into the heads of people who needed it. Information which said, if you do mental exercises, it can help keep your wits shut and keep Alzheimer's at bay. My name is Roy Sinjin and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax.
All right, all right. That was uh, where are they now in history from Mr. Rory Sinjin. But you said you're gonna you're gonna think about having some of your students do them in the future. Yes, if that's all right with you. Oh yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. That shouldn't be a problem. Um, so uh, what else is up, guys? Uh, what else do we want to talk about before we we bring this show to a close? I mean, we've already been talking for a while, so. I mean, we might just wrap it up. Wait, so so that really is? That's really all the show's going to be right now is just us us chatting and then a, this day in history, which is full of crap, by the way. I didn't want to bring it up before, but it is completely full of crap. And then and then we go, well, I, I don't know. I mean, for now. Okay. All right. You you forced it out of me. I'm going to have to make another confession. What? Well, in addition to working on – before you guys came on, I mentioned I was working on um, epilogues to the, to the Waxwork series. In addition to working on those – I've just started working on a new series, a new radio show. What? Really? Yeah, what what nice. is it? Well, I am tentatively right now calling it Science Girl Cinnamon, and I don't want to say too much about it because it's, I want it to reveal itself as it happens. But I'm, like I said, it's called Science Girl Cinnamon right now. I've got stuff in mind for it. I've got the first episode outlined right now. I need to start writing it. Hopefully in the next week or so, I will... Uh, I will write the first episode. That's awesome. So when it's going to be up, what, like two weeks? Oh, <laughs> no. Gosh, no. Not, not at all. Um, uh, the hope is, to be honest with you, maybe January. What? What's, why, what why, what's going to take so long? Because what I want to do is I want to write all of it, or at least most of it, before I start recording. Because So I want, I want to do like ten episodes in a row, but I want to write like most of the ten episodes, if not all of the ten episodes, before I really get into production of it so that I can you know, get a good sense of what it's going to be like. It's like that. That's going to take forever. Why would wait till January? Look, that's the way it is. Until then, we can do stuff like this. We'll, we'll do other special things. I mean, I'm sure we'll have more Frank Allen interviews sometime soon when we have someone to interview. Right now, we just have us. I'm sure we'll do Escapey Story. I'm sure we'll do all new stuff that we've never thought of before, like one-off things. But, you know, yeah, for now, it's the base of it is going to be us chatting. People, I mean, it's been two months. People have wanted to know what we've been up to. I don't you think? Well, yes, I, I would say that. So then, right. So then, that's why you know. But yes, there is going to be more than just this, and hopefully, I will finish those epilogues soon, and I will air them. I, it's unclear in my my mind right now whether or not they will all be done at once, or whether uh, I'm going to you know put them out as I finish them. You know, finish one, put it up. Finish another one, another week, put it put it up. Or if I'm just going to be like, here's all of them. There we go. I mean, it would make most sense to go, here's all of them, there we go, but I don't know if I'm going to. Anyway, um, so, oh, we have some, uh, we do have a little bit of listener mail. Please, because as, as we've just discussed, the show has become more discussion-based and less serial-based for now, and well, even even if I finish this serial, it's only going to be one show, and it's going to be for a, for a limited time. So basically, it's become more discussion-based. We need more email. And what should that email be? Literally anything. Literally anything. Because if you spark a discussion, we'll talk about something. So for now, literally, write something into us. Find something interesting to tell us. If you have interesting links, interesting news items, shoot them to us. We'll discuss them. You know, anything, you, anything you've got, we can talk about, uh, hopefully. But we do have two pieces of mail, uh, two, two pieces of listener mail. Uh, the first one is from a friend of the show, Mr. Charles Berman. Uh, Frank, would you mind reading this? Sure, sure, no problem. Uh, hey, Jordan, it's too bad you are running out of Welcome to the Waxwork shows to use up on the podcast. I hope you can keep doing it somehow. Anyway, we've been messing around in CR2. You want to say what CR2 is? Oh, yeah, um, CR2 is the studio where we used to record all the Welcome to the Waxwork shows back when we all lived in Binghamton. Correct. Anyway, we've been messing around in CR2 and making these radio serials and improv segments. 
Thought I'd send some along. Hope you enjoy them. It's just too bad we don't have any kind of vehicle for them, like a podcast with a framing device that includes pre-existing developed characters. Oh, well. And then it's got a link here to Frankly Speaking and Robot Zombie Hunters Right Again and Slam Jackson Adventurist. Uh, talk to you later, Charles. Well, hang, hang on a second, Jordan. Uh, I just realized he's he's writing to you saying that you don't have any shows, but he's got some shows. He, he, I think we could use those all right, shows. All right, all right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Frank. I mean, uh, thank you, Charles. Uh, Charles Charles is a great guy. Charles, uh, you might remember him from having written some episodes of many things. He played the narrator on, like, Daughter He played and, like, Mother. He played uh, Sir William Alfred Wickersham III in uh, Epic Echoes. I think that's his name. Anyway, he's played lots of characters for us. Um, and he's he's made some serials. Uh, Charles, thank you for sending them. I will listen to them. And I'll tell you what. I'm not going to guarantee that they'll be on the show. But like I said, we're going to find crazy things to do with the show. So, yeah, maybe maybe we'll run an episode of one of these things. I, I got to listen to him first. I can't, you know. That's reasonable, right? Uh, I would say that's eminently reasonable. Good, good. Um, okay. Uh, well, thank you, Charles, for writing into us. But like I said, guys, we could talk about all sorts of... I mean, for example, we, if we were... Let's say we weren't going to play them, or let's say we are going to play them, but look, the point is, regardless of whether we're going to play them, we could use this to start a conversation. Like Frank, the fact that he's got a thing called Frankly Speaking, do you think that's a ripoff of you? All right. I don't tell her that. Yeah, I do. That's a good point, though. I do Frank Allen interviews, and Frankly Speaking sounds like it's the same thing. You haven't even heard it, so you don't know. It's got the word Frank right in it. But not as a name, necessarily. It could be just, you know, Frankly. Then why did you bring it up? Look, do you have you heard it? Have you listened to it? Do you know what it's like? No, I, like I said, I haven't listened well, to it. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to listen to it. And if it's not, you know, if it's if there's something shady happening, I'm going to let people know. I'm sure I'm sure Charles is not going to rip you off. Well, I, that's what I thought about the last person who ripped me off, whoever that was. Okay. Anyway, uh, or we could talk about what... Anyway, well, that, so my point is we can start discussions based on things. Sp speaking of things we can start discussions based on, uh, we have uh, another email here. Uh, this one's for Rory, and I guess I will read it. Uh, Dear Mr. Sinjin, summer is at its end, and this summer I got a summer job as a lifeguard, which took up the majority of my time off from school. I was wondering if this was a smart thing for me to have done. Was it better not to have taken the job and not have any money, or to have taken it like I have? Mr. Bill M. Uh... I'm sorry, I don't, I don't think I understand. So he's asking if he made the right decision by getting a summer job and making money, would it have better, been better not to make money? Oh, I think uh, it's because it, it, he's, he's writing into you for advice. This is, uh, this is extra history now. We should, oh, we should do the song. Gabe, you want to do the song? Yeah. Totally, of course. All right, let's go. Let's go. It's time for Extra History Now, yeah. Extra History Now, yeah. What's going on in Extra History? Can you tell me it's a mystery? Well, I was not uh, expecting this, but all right. Um, extra History Now, then, yes. Um, extra History Now is a segment in which someone writes in to me with a, well, it's usually a problem, but this is not really a problem, but it's a question at any rate. And I can uh, talk about it uh, in extra historical terms. Um, so what was it again? Has it, has it got a job? Yeah, they got a summer job as a lifeguard, and they want to know if that was the right thing to have done. All right, well, uh, let me say, uh, I will tell you this, uh, there is another world in which you didn't get that job. And in that world, for the entire summer, you had no money whatsoever, and right now are completely 100% flat broke. Which, generally speaking, is all right. I mean, you're getting by, you know, you're... you're you found a place to live even though you have no money, and you're able to feed yourself even though you have no money. All of these things are totally fine. But then one day you're walking down the street, and right there in the window of a store 
is an electric guitar and you in this world have never played the electric guitar in your life. But you look at that electric guitar and you say, I know, I know in my mind that if I owned that electric guitar, I would be the best electric guitar player in the history of time. Even though I've never played it before in my life, if I put that electric guitar on myself, I can just, I can sense that my fingers will know where to go and I will be able to play the most beautiful music you've ever heard in your life and everyone will become a fan of me and I will become a billionaire. And I can tell you that there is another world, a third world, where it's true, where right after that happening, you scratch off a lottery ticket because you had worked one day and had earned $5 and you buy a lottery ticket and you scratch it off and you become a millionaire and you buy that electric guitar and you become the most successful musician ever made. But... In the world we're discussing, the second world, the, the world between the world here and the world where we were just talking about where you won the lottery, um, the, you don't have the money. And even though you sense that you could be so big and famous, you don't have, you can't afford it and you can't. And so you just have to keep walking on by. And as you're walking on by, you fall in a sewer because there's an open manhole cover and you weren't paying attention. If you had stopped to go to the store, they would have closed the manhole cover. You would have walked over. It was fine. But because you didn't stop to go to the store, you fell in the manhole cover, you broke both of your legs, you had to climb up the, the ladder just using your, your arm strength, um, but kept falling back down and breaking your legs worse. And you could never walk again, unfortunately. That, so that, that was a very bad thing that happened. And it's all because you, you didn't get a job this summer. Now, the fact is, like I said, you're probably thinking, the third world, where I only got a job for one day, sounds like the best of all the worlds, because... This world, I, I, I got a job all summer, and I worked, and I had money. That world, I am a rock star, and everyone loves me, and why wouldn't I? So, so you, are you saying that I should have gotten a job for one day? Well, you can never calculate these things. It, it turns out getting a job for one day would have been the right thing to do for you in this case. But typically speaking, you know, it's probably best to have money. I particularly like to have money, so don't worry about that. You did fine, is my answer. You did fine. Wow, uh, Rory, you're was not a very good extra historical reading. Well, it, it wasn't my best, no, but I, look, you, you sprung it on me, and I'm a little out of practice. Well, you're, you're the head of the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. How are you out of practice? Because I, I've been focusing on, you know, management and business things, you know. I, I haven't been able to focus on actual extra historical readings right now. Well, maybe you maybe you should. I mean, that, that's your your big skill, isn't it? Uh, wait, 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 well, come on. Well, you know what? This is this is an opportunity for you. You can, you can hone your skills on our podcast again. Everybody, write into us. There's another op- option for things you could write into us about problems in your life, questions about your life, for Mr. Roy Sinjin, and he'll give you a free extra historical reading. Um, so all of these emails you can send to us at castinwax at gmail.com. That's castinwax, one word. I mean, it's three words, but as though it was one word, all the letters straight through, castinwax at gmail.com. Um, and is that about it? Well, I'd say that's about it. Why don't we just leave it there for now? I mean, that's, this is a bit of a short episode, but that's, that's good. I don't want the episodes to be as long. They don't have serials in them, so it shouldn't be, shouldn't be nearly as long. Well, I mean, guys, wouldn't you say that this was a good show? Yeah, it was, it was fine. I agree. It was, it was fine. And Scape, you? La, 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 la. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, so let's see. Um, I guess I'll uh, wrap things up. Hopefully, uh, am I going to do another show next week? Well, I would like to. Um, I don't know if I will. Why don't you subscribe on iTunes and you'll never know. Until it happens. Waxwork, try her and you'll see. Waxwork, she's cheap and easy. When I'm feeling down, I put her on my laptop and go to town. Never wanted any other mother-loving website. Don't ever fall out the drive that keeps my baby alive. I love her so. 